Yo, hey, welcome to the Top of the Key podcast. You know Freddie's running the ones and twos if the things get cut off that quick. Um, how y'all feeling tonight? I got my man Freddie, uh, Freddie Facts, Freddie Fingers. I got my my black Mamba body armor, just in honor of Freddie being on the show. And we got my, listen, I'll tell you something right now. Before Freddie introduced himself, Brett Gardipi, I, I know I said it wrong, one of the most knowledgeable basketball minds you will talk to. Um, it's only a shame he's a Milwaukee Bucks fan, but he's a great, great analyst. Um, so we're lucky to have Brett join with us tonight. Brett and Freddie, how y'all feeling tonight? Freddie, start us off. Man, I'm wonderful. Anytime I can be on a show with Gene, um, you know, where I can come. I love to educate him. I, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I don't love educating nobody more than this guy right here, especially because, you know, hey, he's a genius when it comes to the NFL. I feel like I can educate him when it comes to the NBA. Brett here, uh, I'm not too happy to see him today. You know, he did beat my Lakers last night, even though it was a competitive game. But, um, hey, what's up, Brett? How are you guys going on tonight? <laughs> Doing great. How are you doing tonight? Dude, I'm phenomenal. I uh, I don't know if we're live on. There we go. We're live on YouTube. There it is. I didn't see it on your on your Facebook page, Freddie. But we are live on YouTube, and we're recording for Spotify, Apple Podcast, and iHeartRadio. So um, we got a lot to get into tonight. Freddie, talk about educating me in basketball. I listen. Just because it's not as much as no, oh, the two set. Oh, Marcus the Magic. How you feeling, Marcus? Marcus, what's up, buddy? Gene, what's going on, brother? Freddie, how, how you feeling? And Brett, what's good? What's going on, Marcus? Good, Marcus. So, uh, Freddie, just because it's not as big as a landslide as it is with football does not mean that, that I am not a more knowledgeable basketball fan. And I, just because you're a, a very delusional Lakers fan does not mean that the NBA world is owned by you. You can't tell me all the rumored trades that are going on with the Lakers, but most of them don't happen. But that's where we're going to start off tonight. We're going to start off at the trade deadline. And before I pass to Freddie, because I'm going to let you start off, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to give the Lake, Los Angeles Lakers some credit. That trade that they pulled off for D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell, and then to get Mo Bamba in there in the middle, it was it was great work. You talk a lot of crap about Rob Palenka, but he came through with very little assets. He came to the table with uh, not, not many ingredients, but he left the table with a, a, a way better shooter and a star player in D'Angelo Russell. What's up, Coach Dante? How you feeling tonight? What's good, man? How y'all doing? How y'all fellas doing? Phenomenal. Uh, but, Freddie, start us off. Well, we let us know how, how the Lakers – bro, Freddie. Let us know how the Lakers tra- trade deadline went down for you, and then we'll go over the rest of the league because I, I, I do believe that D-Lo will add a lot to the Los Angeles Lakers. See, this is what happens. You give Freddie credit, and then he go and freeze. Like his microphone don't be working. He frozen because you gave him credit. Can't give him credit. 
Freddie moving around. Look, I guess it's because the Lakers are still a 13 seed. So his, his, his internet don't be working when they're still in the bottom of the uh, NBA standings. Coach, watch your son. Yeah, we can hear you now. Go ahead, Freddie. Tell us about the Lakers. Listen here. It was about doggone time Rapalinka did something. I mean, we've been waiting for him to make a move. We've been waiting for him to do something as a general manager. We know that they messed up with the Russell Westbrook trade. We know they could have had Buddy Hill um, in a step, but they chose to go Russell Westbrook in the last two years. has been a um, It has just been horrible. Um, I'm just going to say this here. Russ, has, with the, I'm just going by what it has been reported, that, you know, he's been, they, they described it as a vampire in the locker room, sucking blood out of that team. We've seen the altercation on the sideline on the last game, on the on LeBron celebration game, because um, um, Darvin Ham wanted him in the second quarter. Um, we wouldn't have time. It was going back and forth. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, they said Darvin Ham was very influential in these trades. So, I believe he said, you know what, I've had enough. Because um, Darvin Ham was a guy that he's tended to work with us all year long, you know, for him coming off the bench. But it's, for some reason, it just did not work. But the Lakers and Rob Lincoln got to give them credit. They was able to remove the cancer out the locker room away from this franchise and did they and you're talking about like gene said they really didn't get much much but they was able to get quality pieces back um not just a d'angelo russell but a malik beasley who in the last two years have knocked down the most threes um the third most threes you have steph curry number one buddy here two and malik beasley malik beasley shoot 36 percent from three but gentlemen, remember he's a he's a volume shooter. He has nine threes a game. Um, then you add Vanderbilt um, into this um, lot into this trade as well, who to me is a very underrated pickup because he's a he's a forward who plays defense, who's, who also adds size and add more versat- versatility to this team as well. But he's also on the rebounding aspect. The Lakers is not a good offensive rebounding team. He's a guy that can help on that on that side of the ball, help rebounding. And yes, D'Angelo Russell. This is the second time here in LA. We, have you guys heard his press conference today? He said he's a grown man. He's not a kid. He's more mature now. Um, one of his big thing is pick and roll. And I believe if you can run the pick and roll with him and um, Rudy Gobert, the pick and roll should be great with him and Anthony Davis. He's a guy that can create his own shot. He's a guy that can do catch and shoot. A guy when LeBron is off, off on the bench and he can kind of help orchestrate your offense. Um, it's definitely a great move for the Lakers, um, but it's going to be tough. You know, even though I'm a Laker fan, I have to be honest, these, these last 25, how many games left in the season, they're going to have to be dang near perfect to go on a run. Um, I don't, me personally, I don't like to play in. The play in is very scary to me because anything can happen. On any, so to me, I think they, you know, a team goal or we could go 20 and 10. Um, I believe they need to go something like that so they can at least get in that six seed range so they can avoid the play in. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say it's over, but 
we've seen crazy things in the NBA. Okay. Well, Brett, uh, why don't you enlighten us a little bit about the Lakers trade deadline uh, from a non-homer perspective? I actually thought it was fantastic. I think one of the biggest additions that they could have made actually was Malik Beasley. I saw an interesting stat, too, with him. Malik Beasley, off-screening off action, shoots 39% this year from three. The best Laker before the trade shot 26% off-screening actions from three. So the fact that somebody that you can actually run plays for off-ball screen, you can actually run off-ball action for to get easier, easy looks for the offense, huge. D'Angelo Russell, he actually looked really good with Rudy Gobert out there, and he had his best year with Jared Allen. So I really don't doubt that him and Anthony Davis are going to have some killer chemistry. And, of course, the third but not forgotten piece of that trade, Jared Vanderbilt, very good defensive slash defensive player he's also a very good slasher he's a very intelligent slasher he's not going to take over games on the offensive end but he's a very disruptive defensive piece so overall it was a fantastic trade and i do like the fact they also went out and got mo bamba he's an awesome project he's shown uh, signs of having a three-point touch so overall i think the lakers had a very productive and very great trade deadline um, so, Brett, I, I I tend to agree with you. I think the biggest thing D'Lo adds to that team is his above-average passing ability. Coach Dante, like, tell him what time it is. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, my favorite player in this trade that the Lakers got was Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, see, when I look at a trade, I look at who you lost in a trade. And when I look at uh, – who Minnesota lost when they got them first round picks when they when they gave up got Rudy Gobert. I look at the loss of Jared Vanderbilt, who was really important to the team. I look at the loss of Beverly, who was important to that team at that time. Look at the loss of Malik Beasley, who was important to that team at that time. That play, that same playoff team, who was important. Jared Vanderbilt is a guy that can guard one through five, guard probably one through five. You can put him in a small ball lineup. He definitely can get to double digit rebounds. He definitely impacts the floor on the defensive side of the ball. And Malik Beasley is an instant offense coming off the bench, instant shooter coming off the bench. I. I do think the Lakers got better. D'Lo, Nas, younger and mature, they didn't want him in Minnesota. It was plenty of rumors that uh, that they didn't want him in Minnesota. They were ready to get rid of him in Minnesota. They were tired of him in Minnesota. Now maybe coming back to L.A., not him being not being a, a, a kid again, come being more mature, now seeing him being shipped all over Lee, maybe just give him a new blood of life right here. But – uh, in a Western Conference where it's tough, I think it's still tough. I don't know if it's gonna move the needle too much for me at all. But it's a they definitely got better. They definitely got some shooting on this team, but they're still gonna be tough. They're still gonna be tough. Uh, they got some guys that can. Real, Jerry Vanderbilt is gonna help them on the defensive side of the, of the basketball as well, help them on the rebounding side. So that's one thing they gotta get cleaned up on that defensive side of the basketball. Stop giving up so many threes and stop allowing penetration on the perimeter. So we're gonna see what uh, goes on, but they definitely got better. A hundred percent, I agree with almost everything that you just said, uh, Marcus. We're right, about to go right to you. Uh, one of the things that uh, Coach. I just think that to be able to have shooters with Malik Beasley and D'Lo can still shoot the ball way better than Russell Westbrook can uh, and be able to have screen and roll action to be able to have uh, Jared Vanderbilt that adds defense to that team. Mo Bamba who had size and defense to that team. 
Like, I feel like the Lakers have the fifth or sixth best roster in the Western Conference now. Whereas before, I felt like they were not. I thought they were 10th, 11th best roster. They, they've improved their team significantly. And I believe that they can get into the sixth seed, the fifth seed, avoid that playing game, and really mm-hmm. make some really make some noise come playoff time. Anytime you start a playoff series with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bama, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, and you have all those pieces around you, you have an opportunity to win series. Marcus, tell us how you felt like the Lakers did this uh, this trade deadline, and where do you see them as far as the West goes? Well, I'm going to disagree with all three of y'all. Okay. Uh, for the simple fact is, okay, the roster they had previous, anything they picked up this trade deadline would make the old roster look like it's a major improvement. Uh, now, this was 2016 LeBron. i say this would be an A-plus trade. But by LeBron being in his 20th season, and you don't know if AD is going to stay healthy enough to even try to fight for the play-in, it's a C-plus move. Like, D'Angelo Russell, I mean, he comes and goes. It's not like he's a streaky shooter or he's, a, you know, somebody you can depend on for the three ball constantly. Uh, you can still question his decision-making as a point guard from time to time. Uh the Mobamba pick, I'm not, I don't know necessarily where he is, even though I have watched Orlando games. You don't know where he's going to give you because he doesn't really play consistent minutes to be like, okay, can we rely on him on like 25 to 30 minutes a game? Um, Malik Beasley, I can see, you know, him being a nice little shooter to compliment LeBron, you know, if he's in there. But like, if this was 2016 LeBron opposed to 2023 LeBron, I say this is a good move for the Lakers, but it's not. You know, you know the problem though, which what you're saying, Marcus. LeBron James at, at the eight, at 20th season or 2023, LeBron James is averaging 30 points a game. He ain't no slouch. So I don't you you know you can picture what he did in 2016 or 2017, but he's averaging more points a game now than he did then. Yeah, but he's able to carry a team then opposed now because those 30 points that he was getting in 2016 carried you to wins. These 30 points he's getting now is carrying you to a lot of L's. And the, dare I say, like, even with him going for 30 right now, and then let's say AD gets back on track to go for 20, that's still only 55 to 60 points between them two. It's not really going to carry you to a win. I mean, I'm not – I mean, Daniel Russell's not a world beater. You know, when it comes to is he an upgrade from is he an upgrade from Westbrook? I guess. What uh, is uh, Mo Bamba upgrade? What do you mean from, you guess? Is, is, is Mo Bamba upgrade no from, from, from Thomas? Is Mo Bamba upgrade from Thomas Bryant? We don't know. So let's just say yes. he goes down for another five six games. Can you depend on Mo Bamba to give you? Offense and stuff like that. So I don't really see how this trade really does the Lakers any good considering the facts that's around it. 
But I, I, I give it. I give it a C plus. I completely disagree with you, Freddie. You can go right next, and then we'll move on after this. But I completely disagree with you, Marcus. I think that they have a rotational pieces that even if AD is hurt, you can start Mo Bamba and Jared Vanderbilt at the four and the five. You have Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, uh, LeBron James that can start at the one, two, three. They have they have depth that they didn't have before. They have shooters that they didn't have before. I actually cannot believe Rob Palinka pulled up pulled this off to make the Lakers a top five or six roster. But they're they're not a top five or six roster. And just because you made certain adjustments doesn't mean I mean, okay, if I drive if I drive a Chrysler, but then I drive a Chrysler three hundred base model, but then I upgrade to an S model, all I really did was change my seat to my radio. That doesn't mean it's going to drive me or give me their any pass. Can y'all hear me better? Yes. So, therefore, I don't see this being a big deal. I don't hear you. I don't get it. Okay, Freddie. Marcus, I didn't hear all your dribble. I don't want to hear it no more. Listen here, Marcus. You know, you can come in here with all this haterade. You can come around all this you want to, brother. It's not going on with you. You are also have to say, oh, it's D'Angelo Russell. No, to say is D'Angelo Russell to really upgrade from Russell to Westbrook, bro. Let me tell you how bad Westbrook is. There was at times where Russell West, and I'm like, this is going to kind of explain why LeBron James' 30 points wasn't as effective. Is because a lot of times when Russ was on the court with LeBron, the offense got stagnant. The people were standing around. He was basically on the on the three point line, standing there, becoming a spot up shooter, which Russell Westbrook isn't. Isn't. Uh, listen, man, D'Angelo Russell is a shooter. Malik Beasley is a shooter. What does that do? It's space out the flooring. So guess what? It's going to make it easier on LeBron James. It's going to make it easier on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis won't have to be double teamed in the post anymore because guess what? You double team him, he kick it out to D'Angelo, bang. You double team him, he kick it out to Malik Beasley, bang, because it makes it a lot easier. Well, what? Why is LeBron James shooting horrible from three point line this year? It's because guess what, guys, guys don't guys know what we can leave Russ open. We don't have to respect him. We can load up on LeBron. He is so the floor is going to. They created more space on the floor for these guys. Uh, I'm not saying that they're going to be a Western Conference championship team. I'm not going to say they're going to the finals, but this makes them better. This lease is a trade that puts them in the playoffs, and I believe a healthy LeBron James, a healthy Anthony Davis, which with the right pieces around them, when at the right time, it could be dangerous. Because let's just be honest. Let's say they get to the six seed and they play Sacramento. I, I can see the Lakers beating Sacramento. Um, and then, I mean, it just goes on from there. Because, like I said, like we've, we've heard LeBron say, you give him an opportunity. I believe with God, the right guys around me that we will have a chance. That's all that that's all that the Lakers can ask for is have an opportunity, especially how how bad they, they play in the first 50 games of the season. I just don't understand how Marcus can sit here with a straight face and say they don't have a top six roster anymore. I think the difference between 2016 and 2022, LeBron James is one thing, and it's defense. He has completely given up on playing defense since he joined the Los Angeles Lakers. He plays air defense. He literally like watches the game most of the, most of the game as opposed to sticking somebody. Um, I think that's his biggest issue. But as a as a whole. And, and the only argument I see against the trade is that 
the Lakers gave up their two biggest energy guys, Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook, who bring energy. But Jared Vanderbilt brings that same energy, which is great to Coach's point earlier. So um, I really believe this is a, a great trade for the Lakers, and I think the floor spacing will prove that. However, that was oh, the app. No, no, no. The appetizer. The appetizer. We got to move on to the main event, bro. The real trade. Well, the hold real on, trade. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not Lakers show. You can talk about this on the Lakers show. You ask me to moderate, I'm going to moderate. Go. The main event of the trade deadline was none other than Kevin Durant getting moved from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns now form a roster of Chris Paul. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. They're stacked. Can y'all tell me that? that uh, now, I'll, I'll start with Brett here because we heard a lot of Freddie. Start with Brett here. Can you tell me a better roster in the Western Conference? And are the Phoenix Suns not the team to beat going forward? Yeah, and they are. I think they, at this point, have roster and that's the only thing that can stop is the injury bug. If Chris Paul and KD go to one of them go down or Booker, they don't really have the depth to cover up for that. But uh yeah no they easily are the team to beat. So I, I would agree I would agree definitely agree with that. Coach tell me if the Phoenix Suns are the team to beat in the Western Conference. Do you think Chris Paul's got enough in the tank? Um, I think he's declined a little bit. Uh, I still think he can uh shoot in certain spurts, but will I trust him for the beat a team to beat? I don't know if I could trust him at all. Uh, I've seen it too many times. We've seen it too many times that you can't trust him when you meet in a big old big series. But Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin adding Kevin Durant is a big key to their championship puzzle. If they don't get injured, if Devin Booker can stay healthy. And Chris Paul can find a way to stay healthy. And Kevin Durant, if they all up on the floor and DeAndre Aiden can play the way you expect them to really play, I don't see why they can't uh, get to the NBA Finals. I don't see why they can't beat a team like the Warriors. I don't see uh, – right now the West is so boggled up right now. You don't have a clear indication who's going who, – who's the uh, – actually, you can go by Denver right now as of right now as the best team in the West, as of right now. Because you haven't seen Kevin Durant them yet. You haven't seen Kevin Durant play yet. You haven't seen you've been you just got Devin Booker back. So right now Denver is the best team in the West. But I think they got the tools to beat the Denver Nuggets if they can stay healthy and on the floor. I think they got the tools. But would I trust them? I would not trust them. I would not trust them at all. So, coach, the question that I really would ask you is who is your pick to come out of Western Conference after that trade? Is it not Phoenix? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's. I, I'm not trusting Phoenix. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, go with uh, Denver as of right now. I think they're the best team in the West right now. I think they're the best team in the West. Okay. I gotta see Kevin Durant. I gotta see Kevin Durant play with these guys. Well, the true host of this show has joined us. The cool, cool McCain. The good, that good-looking man rocking that Eagles, Eagles hat. I'm loving it. Cool. Let me ask you a question. Being a Denver Nuggets fan. And welcome to the show, obviously. Appreciate it, appreciate it. it. Are the Denver Nuggets still the team to beat? Are the Phoenix Suns the team to beat? The defending champion Golden State Warriors? 
Who's the team to beat in the Western Conference? Who is your pick to come out of that? No homer. No homer. I want you to tell me, unbiased, who your pick is to come out of Western Conference. So there's two different answers to that question. Mike, um, volume. Oh, my mic? It's very low. Got you. You sound too good. We want to hear your voice. We all love listening to your voice, my friend. I just got to pull it. I got to put it up a little bit. My bad, y'all. Why are you pulling that mic up, Marcus? Are the Suns the team to beat in the Western Conference? Not Tell even. me. Speak on it. Well, first of all, you already know how I feel about KD. Like, I think Phoenix went into a re- rebuild mode now that they got KD. I don't like the guy. I don't think he's done nothing outside of Golden State to make you think that just because you traded for the guy that you actually want to be title contenders. And the fact that Phoenix went from like 18-something, wherever he was, like eighth place to win the title all the way up to one just by trading for KD, you have no depth. Chris Paul is on a decline. Can you really trust DeAndre Ayton to really do something for you? And – and Booker, he's dealing with a hamstring or a growing injury. I'm not for sure which one he's dealing with. But if it's a growing injury, them things, they can linger. You know, and I don't see KD all in a big load by himself trying to push them out the West. And right now, where are they sitting? They sitting fourth or fifth They're in the sixth. West? They're sixth right now. It's in the West? Yes, sir. So they probably wind up staying there. So they wind up playing whoever third. In the east, I mean the west, which is Memphis, or is it the Pelicans? Met well, I mean, Memphis, Memphis right? Endings? Memphis is second. Okay, so it's, it's the Pelicans that's third. Uh, no. Western Conference is Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Dallas, okay. the Los Angeles Clippers, Phoenix, New Orleans, Minnesota, Golden State, Portland. Okay, so- ready. Don't worry, they're coming. Utah, Oklahoma City, oh, and then, then the Lakers. Okay, so they 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 beat Sacramento in the first round. If it stays the way it is, they beat Sacramento. Outside of that, they're not getting second round with that team currently constructed. Completely so, disagree. Is it my turn? I want to turn on this. I want to turn on this. I really do. Freddie, I, don't like the fact that every, I don't like the fact that every trade deadline because one player makes a move, everybody thinks it's a – it's a good trade. This is the uh, move. Marcus, this is the move. The Kevin good. Durant's top five player in the NBA. You added him to a roster without giving up any of your top three players. Chris Paul, Kevin good. Booker, and DeAndre Ayton are still on that roster. They didn't give up one of their top three players. I would choose Dallas over Phoenix over the trade that won the trade. So you think Kyrie Irving's a better player than Kevin Durant? Listen, I think he's a better fit for Luka and what he's going to accomplish than what Phoenix is doing with Kevin Durant. I mean, I know you want to go by the name and everything, but not the name, go bro. For it. Not the name. Because right. if that's the case, you can go back to the Lakers. You go back to the Lakers actually having the best trade deadline. I mean, trade, trade deadline, that's the case. Because Phoenix ain't really – Get much in the sense. You out of your mind, Freddie. No, nah, I just like I don't put my I don't put my stock into Kevin Durant like most people do. I need some sanity. Marcus is going off the rails again, Freddie. 
Listen, he hasn't shown nothing to be like, okay, this was a good move, but you take probably you want to take it. That's your opinion. Go for yeah, it. Listen, of course, man. Man. We all listen here. And I hate to be this guy. I got to ask a question. With this all done and said, will this thought about Kevin Durant that you had to join somebody else ship to win the chip? I mean, come on, KD, bro. You too good for this, bro. Like, you're going to regret the day that you left Golden State. That's facts. Um, you know, this team isn't winning a championship. Let's just be honest. Gene, they lost too much. They lost way too much. You lost your best defender in Mikael Bridges. Bro, who's playing defense on this team? Who? Uh, and, and, and let's not forget, they have a DeAndre Aiden problem. That that problem hasn't just went away. Um, and you, it's going to get worse by the fact because you're talking about a guy he's not, not going to get the same touches that he normally gets. Because guess what? Those shots that you normally get, Aiden, those shots are going to Kevin Durant now. So are you just are you okay with just being a traditional big man now, just getting rebounds and blocking shots? DeAndre Aiden, he wants his touches. So adding Kevin Durant, you're not going to get those same touches as you did before. Um, they have no depth. They lost their depth. Um, Cam, Cam Johnson is a big piece of this team. Um, he's a guy that can score the ball. You lost it. You lost your best defender. Um, they screwed up the Jay Crowder from the beginning. And, and they are one injury away from one bad hamstring from Chris Paul, one bad hamstring with DeAndre Booker, who's, who's been dealing with that this year. We all know Kevin Durant has turned into the new version of street clothes Anthony Davis in the last couple of years. They are one injury away that for that team to be a hot mess in the West, I'm not buying it. Am I the only one here? Am I the only one here that feels like that this lineup is too good? Freddie's talking about depth. Y'all forget they got CP3 and they got CP15. Don't forget campaign is on that team. Yes, that's where I said it. Cam, TJ Warren also got moved. You look at for you want. TJ Warren also got moved. This is an NBA player. Tory Craig is on that roster. Bismarck Biombo is a backup center for them. I don't care what you're what you're saying as far as their depth. When you have starters like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayton, role players just follow. Can I ask you a question, Freddie? Did the 2011-2012 Miami Heat not win a championship? Correct. Okay, so – you could can you break down the depth that they had on that roster uh behind LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosch? The difference is to Gene is that this isn't Chris Paul four or five years ago. This is a Chris Paul that is on a decline, brother. I mean, it, it, it's facts. This is the same Chris Paul that a few weeks ago that they came out. They try. They they're looking to upgrade him this of this upcoming season. Matter of fact, they just tried to they attempt to trade him. Or Kyrie Irving because they know he's older, but he he's on the decline. Listen, Chris Paul is still a floor general, and if you don't ask him to do a mu- do that much as far as scoring goes, and he can distribute the basketball, you give him less minutes. He doesn't have to distribute the entire game. He can give you twenty five to twenty seven a night instead of thirty two. I'm telling you right now, it's still the point god. The point god is still on that team. So where does the defense come from, Jimmy? Where does the defense, the defense come from? Defense comes from Chris Paul's number four all time in, in steals, is he not? 
No, 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 no. That's all time, brother. We talking about what he's in his prime. Where did the defense, defense come DeAndre from? This, still this plays Chris Paul, Cameron Payne still plays defense. Devin DJ Booker, DJ Warren plays defense. Can you? Okay. Let me, can you? Let me ask you. And, and, and TJ Warren is funny. You bring him up, brother. We really haven't seen him play since, since the bubble, so I, I I don't care about him. He's irrelevant to the conversation. And you still haven't addressed the DeAndre Ayton issue, like I said that they have, because let's not forget that's the issue that him and the coach have been dealing with since the, since last year. DeAndre Ayton's been playing like an all-star this year, man. He, I, I think he, – did he just get added as one of the three reserves but, or no? But what I'm saying is – Gene, what I'm saying is, brothers, that his touches are about to go away because you added a Kevin Durant. How do you think that's going to affect him? I think he'll be fine. I think you you are if you're a team player, you play for the greater good of the team. And you just added a top five player in the league to a roster that's already top six already before having them. Cool. Help me out here, man. Are you are you all against this team? Is it because you're Lakers fans and you're you are you are not is it because of that? Like help me out. Don't be a Nuggets fan, be an NBA fan. This roster is better. So, I want to answer the earlier question. I had to get the mic situation uh, sorted out. But, <clears throat> so, there's two answers to that first question. There's who's the best now and who do I think is going to win. I think Denver is going to win because I think Denver has what it takes to beat any team in a series. Okay. They have pieces that were missing prior to this year and pieces that were added to make this team battle-tested for the playoffs. I'm not concerned with being number one right now. It's great, but if we're not number one by the end of the season, who cares? That just means you got to play one more game on the road. Fair point. Um, if you if you spank them in four games, it doesn't matter. You're two at home, two at the road, it doesn't matter. So um, who I think is the best right now, if you look on paper, um, there's two teams that come to mind, and Denver's not either one of those teams. That's going to be Phoenix because of the move for Kevin Durant and the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. And a third wild card, if their team is completely healthy, is the New Orleans Pelicans, who were playing at the same level with us until they started until the Zion Williams be real as, as can be. So there are other teams that you can consider the best team in the West right now. But whether they're one, whether they're two, whether they're three, you're going to have to go out and beat Denver four times in a series to come out of the Western Conference. Can it be done? Absolutely. Um I think now moving to the whole situation with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has showed that he can't stay healthy for a full season himself, right? So you you add that to the fact that Devin Booker doesn't stay healthy. And I don't know if anyone else has said this because, you know, I had to reboot, but Devin Booker can't stay healthy himself. And Chris Paul is definitely on the decline. And, you know, I feel like he's overrated. So when you add those three together, and I'll say this, as far as DeAndre Aiden goes, I don't put him in the same breath as those three gentlemen, right? Even though I think Chris Paul's overrated a little bit, I still think he's in a different stratosphere than I ever see DeAndre Aiden getting to because he's too up and down. He's too – he's good in one series. He disappears in this game. He plays well here. He plays okay here. You have to be consistent. So I think what you're going to see from the Phoenix Suns is if everyone stays healthy – you're going to see one basketball for three guys that love to dominate the ball. 
You can say Chris Paul step back and say, okay, I'm a little bit older to Freddie's point. I'm not the same player I was four or five years ago, so I'll give up the rock sometimes, right? Also, when you get a little bit older, you can't move like you used to back in the day. Your defense is going to decline. There's nobody that plays great defense at the end of their career as good as they did at the beginning or the peak of their career. Um, I think with DeAndre Ayton, he's another guy. He's, he, he started to look like, I mean, not DeAndre Ayton. Devin Booker is another guy that started to look like he's not going to go through a lot of seasons healthy. You know, obviously, he's still at the point where he can turn it around. But that's what you're seeing from that team. So will Phoenix be a threat? They absolutely will because they have enough talent, like you said, left on the team that they'll be a threat. But I think the biggest thing is kind of what Coach Dante said earlier. We got to see them play together. We need to see 10, 15 games of what the roster is now together to see what we have. Um, But I do want to throw one shot in. I do know one team who did not get better at the trade deadline, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. I appreciate the shot. We're going to talk about Kyrie in a second. Brett, you, you were you were talking you said about they it. Did, better? did not. Did not. I disagree with him, but we're going to talk about Kyrie next. Uh, Brett, do you want to have any final points? I know you restarted a couple of times on the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, the uh, the only thing I really uh, disagreed with a little bit is we're worried about the defense of Phoenix. Chris Paul has slipped a little bit, but he's still a good defender. He's not where he was in his prime, but he's still a good defender. Devin Booker's graded out as a positive defender. Kevin Durant's a positive defender. DeAndre Ayton's been a positive defender. We got a starting lineup of guys that can score and defend, so I'm not sure why we're even talking about the Phoenix Suns' potential defense here. Like, that team, if they stay healthy, and that's my only question mark with them, is health, then they're going to be an absolutely, absolute force, and I think them along with Denver, those two are going to be the teams to beat coming out of the West. And the only issue I really have with Denver is rim protection, but I, I agree with Cool. I do think that, along with Phoenix, that they're also one of the top teams to beat out there. Right, I love it, man. I agree on everything you said. I think the Phoenix Suns come out of the West. I'll be on record I, tonight. And I think the Phoenix Suns. I just want to say Freddie this. His poor Freddie. internet always be interrupting him when he try to be <laughs> adding an extra point. Yeah, Freddie, try, try to add your point. Oh, he's yeah, he's <laughs> freeze. Everybody, clap your hands. Um, we got to talk about one more move with the trade that line before we get into winners and losers. Kyrie Irving was traded to the Dallas Mavericks, and in his first game there, he put on the happy face. He went in there and he and he and he played his ass off. But anybody that's followed Kyrie Irving throughout his career understands the honeymoon does not last too long. For two absolutely ball-dominant players between him and Luka, can it work? Will it work? How long will it work? Freddie, yeah, you can start us off on this one because it looked like your internet catch caught up to you. Listen, I think this team would be better than Phoenix. I think they could be Phoenix. Um, something about Dallas, they have Phoenix's number. Uh, something about Luca, he has he has Phoenix's number. And you tell me somebody on the Phoenix Suns who gonna guard Luca. I can't wait for that matchup. I believe Luca's gonna come out there and bust some behinds 
And you mean to add a Kyrie Irving as a sidekick, a guy that we know that you can give the ball to. He can dance on you, hit the mid-range. He can get you on the inside. He can get you on three. Let's not forget Kyrie's not a problem talent-wise. Let's not get that slipping. It's never talent. We all know what Kyrie Irving brings to the table talent-wise. He's off the court with Kyrie. But if he's bought in, they still, I love the fact they still able to keep um, Tim Hardaway Jr. They still have Christian Wood. Uh, they have still JaVale McGee's to a power, Powell, Kleber, and those guys. Um, they do need to find, try to get a wing in this buyout market. Um, they definitely look at that, um, you know, because they do need to find some defense because you, you're talking about a team that don't have a lick of defense. is Dallas Mavericks, but I believe that their offense can be so potent that it can kind of <laughs> help their defense in a way. Because yeah, um, I, I don't see nobody on the Phoenix that's going to be able to keep a corner with that. I'm just being so honest. Disrespectful. You are so disrespectful. <laughs> you want to talk about Luca? Luca has the Phoenix Suns Ow. number. Well, they the Phoenix Suns just added Easy Money Sniper. He do a top five player in the NBA. Are y'all out your fucking mind? No I, know I don't like that. As, as, as a moderator, as a moderator, a whole lot to say. You you have no bias when it comes to Kevin Durant, it seems like. Because that move that Dallas just made, they pretty much upgraded Jalen Brunson to Kyrie Irving, and they went to the Western Conference Finals last year. And I I think everybody can agree that Kyrie Irving is way better than Jalen Brunson. Can I right can now. I jump in? Can I jump in at this particular moment right here? Yes, sir. When you talk about a player, it's what he does off the field in the locker room what he does to help his team and what he does to hurt his team. Kyrie is a freaking cancer. Don't try to overlook the fact that Kyrie Irving is a cancer, and that's why everywhere he goes, he leaves. He loves you to the first day. By the second week, he's in the back room, breaking up the team, breaking up the chemistry, being a fool and, and, that he is. And here's the thing. David Brunson is cool. not a fool. David Brunson goes in and plays as, and does his position. As much as you that's say the, all that, the thing to your point, though, right now is – they only got Kyrie for the rest of the season, so he can go and be a cancer or he can make it work. However he does it for the rest of the season, he's there. But that's so, what we're talking about. That's we're what I'm saying. The rest so, of the season. Right, so that's he what I'm saying. He is going to show himself to be who Kyrie has been at every stop. He is a fool who does not want to play basketball. He wants a new contract where he plays 57 games out of an 82-game season. This okay. is the guy that we want to sit here and talk about is going to make a difference with Luka Doncic, who be cussing himself and everybody else out probably behind the scenes because he cusses himself out when he leaves the court. If he doesn't have the ball in his hands for five plays in a row, he look like he want to cry and fight somebody. And maybe. this is the guy we put with Kyrie the fool. Come maybe. on, y'all. Maybe, this is gonna make maybe better? not, but we don't know yet because cool, they cool, haven't cool, played cool, together. History on, is bro. history. Hold on. Because y'all taking it, y'all taking it one way with him off the court, and then the way he plays on the court is totally different. Now, like I was saying, you up you upgraded Brunson for Kyrie. Now, if he finish out the way he's supposed to finish it out, it's gonna be a good match Phoenix and Dallas, and we all know that Dallas got Phoenix number. So I can see uh, Dallas coming out the West. Play the Super. Play it out like he was supposed to play it out. Hold on. Let's... He wouldn't be Hold in Dallas. Me... He's I want to rebut on Cool. Cool. What are you talking cool. about? Cool. 
hold on, brother. We got to be fair. This year, Kyrie Irving proven that he can be depended on just this year. Hey, we talking about last year? I agree. But this year, he's been bought in. He's been bought in. Quit on the team. He quit on the team. That's 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 a week ago. You want to trust? Not this year. He just Dude, didn't, he came out. No, 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 he asked for a four year, he asked for a four year, $98 million contract. And when he didn't get the money, the very next day, he asked for a trade when he didn't get the money that he wanted. He ran away from the organization, literally, after he didn't get the money. After they said, no, now here's what I would say to that. Hey, he literally got away from the money. Yes, he can't do the explanation because they didn't want to fail because he's not always on the floor. He quits anytime he gets ready to. He quits. But my thing is with that, though, he could have just said, hey, I'll play out the rest of the season and y'all get nothing for me. He actually debated the trade. Listen, we ain't going to blame the guy. He gave hold you time uh, to make a trade Marcus, and get some form or the ball. You blame the guy. He's negotiating with a team, and you and they tell him no, and he see other teams say, "Yeah, we're willing to pay you this." Of course, you're going to want out. That's what the situation. Exactly. But other than it's that, this year, Kyrie Irving's been dependable on the basketball court, and he's been playing elite basketball. Freddie. So can I ask you just a quick couple of questions? Now, the previous years, I agree. Was money, was money the issue, Freddie? Was money the issue in Cleveland when he asked to get away from LeBron James? You could talk to the money the issue no, in Boston when they offered him you. a supermax extension? Money is not the issue. That man is a cancer. I coach, agree. Please, I'm please talking about these people in, Coach. About this year I'm right now. other people talk besides Freddie and Marcus. I mean, like I say again, like uh, the history known for Kyrie Irving, he went away from Cleveland. He he even said he was going to get foot surgery not to play with Cleveland. He gets up out of there. Cleveland is back in the NBA Finals. LeBron carried him back in, to the NBA Finals. He goes to Boston and literally lied to the fans and said that he wanted to be there. They shipped him out the very next year after he played like garbage, even in the playoffs, and even blamed it off on his teammates. What were they? What were they buried at next year? What were they at without Kyrie Irving when he got injured? They were in the Western Conference Finals. What were they at last year? They were in the NBA Finals. So literally, every team he leaves, they get better. They get better immediately. So Kyrie, we can't deny that Kyrie Irving is uh, not a cancer in the locker room. He definitely is a cancer in the locker room, and most of the stuff be his fault. Most of the stuff be his fault. When Kyrie Irving don't get his way, he gives up. He quits on the team. He asked for one hundred. $98 million contract, and all of a sudden he wants out. After the team was actually playing well, the team is over 500, well over 500. And he just gave up because they said, no, I wouldn't give you no contract either if I, I can't trust you to be on the floor. I, I wouldn't give you that either. The funny part about that, Coach, and then we're going to go right to Brett. The funny part about that is after he left, he blamed the organization for the people in the organization after he just asked for a contract extension. So if you wanted a contract extension, which you should, organization, but he blamed which the organization. Should, that I wish I knew these people before I came here. I wish I understood the type of people they were before I came here. A week ago, he wanted to sign a long-term extension with them. <laughs> to stay with but, them. but your boy KD wanted out of there at the beginning of the season. Mm. But he still played basketball though. He still he didn't quit on the team. That's the difference. He never quit on the team. That's putting on my team. If you listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold Y'all is Gene off the hook. Listen, Gene, brother, listen. I've been critical of Kyrie Irving for the last couple years. Ask anybody, okay? I agree with all that stuff, brother. 
Brooklyn Nets isn't cleaning this either. They 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 should have they should have nipped this two years ago. Instead, they've let this go on. So guess what? You you've allowed this problem to be a problem throughout the whole duration of time. Now you want to do the right thing. Nipped in the buck, giving Kyrie an extension. Now you want to do the right thing. I'm 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 gonna let Brett go. But but at the end of the day, but let's let Brett come in because he. But at the end of the day, except that one week out of this whole season, Kyrie Irving has been dependable. Okay, he's on a contract year. He's in Dallas. If, 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 if it is accurate, it is accurate. Ah, How is it not accurate? It's not. Earlier in the season, he's saying anti-Semitic bullshit. This part of the season, he's quitting on the damn team because he don't get an extension. Kyrie Irving is a problem, bro. He's always been a problem. Brett, your thoughts on Kyrie Irving? But I, I'm talking about basketball games. Oh, he's a I'm tremendous basketball player. Basketball no one's game. arguing that. He's a great basketball player. He quits on teams. That's right. what we're talking so, about. Him on the basketball we, court playing basketball. That's not all. So I'm gonna take a, Go ahead, Brett. So we, we covered Kyrie Irving pretty extensively. I'm going to take a different approach as to why I don't think Dallas will make the finals and why I'm not even considering them. In order to run through the gauntlet of the West, you have to run through now players like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and bigger wings of that sorts. They traded away Dorian Finney-Smith, leaving Tim Hardaway, Reggie Bullock. They don't have any wing defenders with any size to stop any of these guys. Unless you count Marcus Morris, who the last time he played anything was victim after he cheap-shotted Jokic. Like, they haven't done anything. They don't have anybody with size to guard anybody. That's what's going to kill them. Kyrie has shown he can play with ball-dominant guards and forwards. He's played well with LeBron. He played well with KD when he did play. So it's not the offense that's going to kill them. They don't have any size to match up once you take them out to the wing. What are you going to do? Put Maxi Kleber, your only rim protector, out there? Then it's just free money at the rim. No matter which way you slice it, it's the defense that's going to kill them, and that's why I don't think that this is a finals team. Right coming in here spitting facts, brother. I appreciate you, sir. I, didn't I thought I was on the team. Hey, I want to add one more thing. Can we add – can we ask how Cam Thomas is doing since Kyrie Irving left? Can we ask see how he's doing since Kyrie Irving left? He dropped 40 points in back-to-back games. Can we ask how he's doing since Kyrie Irving left? That's cute. facts. That's cute. Coach, that's cute. But we do know we've seen the last couple of years when Dallas played on Phoenix, Luka by himself, with, it didn't matter if he had Brunson, it didn't matter if he had Dinwiddie, it didn't matter who he had, They that was a bad matchup for him. But I just want to know who on Phoenix is going to guard Luca. I just want to know that. KD. You can put KD on Luca. And my thing is, I'm talking about defense. Dallas haven't had defense since Luca got there, basically. So, I'm going to tell you something right now. If Phoenix plays Dallas in, in, in any playoff series, and KD and Booker and Chris Paul and Aiton are starting in that lineup, I will bet any of y'all any amount of money on that series. Yeah, I'll give you any odds you want. I give you three to one. No chance. But Bro. all right. So the next topic on discussion in the trade deadline. I'm telling you, the next topic on the trade deadline, the trade deadline train that we've been on is who are the biggest winners and who are the biggest losers of the trade deadline. You can give me one, you can give me two. But don't give me three. I don't want to hear six teams. 
Uh, we got six of us. <laughs> Give me one or two winners, one or two losers. It could be a player. It could be a team. I don't care what you give me, but don't take a crazy amount of time on it. Freddie, go ahead, since you're so hype. You want Every time I You. Go. <laughs> the biggest loser in my eyes is the Los Angeles Clippers. Why do I say that? I didn't really understand their moves. You, you trade Luke Kennard to Memphis Grizzlies. Um, he's younger. Um, you know, I, I like Luke Kennard. He's a knockdown shooter. Then you bring Eric Gordon. I mean, he can knock it down, but he's an older player. Um, you know, he gives you, you give ability on defense. Um, so I didn't understand that. I didn't like them trading Reggie Jackson for a mate Plumley. I understand he brings you size. You lose that point guard depth. Um, even though you got the kid out of Denver from Cool's cool team, but I still don't think he's Reggie Jackson. Though, cause we've seen Reggie Jackson have had big moments standing for the Clips, and now you're praying and you're hoping that you can get Russell Westbrook. I hope he comes there, so you guys can see that Russell Westbrook is not the guy that y'all really wanted. Basketball gods, please make that happen. Um, the biggest winners. And I'm not going to say this. I, I, like I said, I don't think we're going to make it far in the West, you know, but literally turning crumbs into to a bag of chips now is the Lakers. I'm going to say that they're the biggest winners out there um, just because, like I said, they was willing to turn a bunch of crumbs into something and uh, give this team a little bit more spark and give this team another opportunity to make a run. I think it's hilarious that Freddie is going to – Consistently, Can I give another good. Oh, I can't. All right, cool. My second, my second biggest winner to me is the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, we we just talked about all the problems with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Um, what they was able to get for those guys, they got an overhaul. Um, they're still a competitive team. You have Cam Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Smith. Um, you brought in Raquel Bridges, Cam, um, Cam, Cam Johnson. You still have Ben Simmons. That team is still a good team in the East, a good young team, a good young energy team that you would love, an exciting team that you want to watch, and they have draft capital. Um, look out for Brooklyn. If they wanted to make another run, maybe you'll get a superstar, another star. That's dependable. Um, hey, keep an eye out for that. I mean, you mean to tell me if you was able to flip Ben some draft Picks to Portland this summer that this team won't, won't won't be a good team in the East. I'm just saying, keep an eye out on. My man just said the reason the Brooklyn Nets are a winner is because they still have Ben Simmons, who they try to give away and no one would take. That is amazing to me. I cannot believe this man just stood I'm here not talking with a about straight talent, face. Gene, I'm not talking about the talent. We still have Ben Simmons. Are you out of your freaking mind? Are you serious? Gene, I'm not talking about because of talent. Gene, I'm not talking about they are because of talent, brother. Because they still have a guy Gene, that listen to me. Away for nothing. And no one would take him. No one would take I'm, him. I'm Yo, not cool. talking about because of talent. No, no, Gene, you're not just going to pass me by like that, bro. I'm not talking by, about because of his talent. No, no, I'm talking about because he can be a future trade this offseason because of the money. 
Hold up, hold up, hold up. <coughs> sorry, sorry. So you're telling me that you believe after being a horrible shooter again for the rest of the season that any NBA team besides the Oklahoma City Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder who all they want is draft picks, would actually trade for Ben Simmons. <laughs> I believe if Dame for I believe if Dame forced his way out this summer, Whoa. that they can put a trade package with all those picks, Ben Simmons, maybe another piece or something like that, and you can get Dame and you can get it on hit on a team like this with those pieces, that they'll be a dangerous team in the East. Yes. You try to I trade Ben Simmons with Damian Lillard? Let Damian Lillard walk away for nothing than take Ben Simmons. Period. The draft picks, you guys. The draft picks. I, dra- I can draft with my own pick somebody better than Ben Simmons. He said I can go to the I can go Ben to, Simmons for Dame Lillard. The park in Harlem. And find me a point guard. I forgot. I got Philadelphia in the show. I'm sorry. It's not Philadelphia. He's got 6.8 points a game. He stinks. Genius. He can't shoot. Genius. He's paying too much money for what he has, and I would not take on that contract. He got a max contract in Queens, too. I was halfway with you, Freddie, until you mentioned Ben Simmons' name. They just lost all. You just lost when you said Ben Simmons. I was with you for a minute. But y'all missing what I'm talking about. I'm I not talking ben about him as a player. <laughs> ben Simmons is I'm missing. not talking about him as a player. Just they tried giving him away, Freddie. No one wanted him. Oh, man. They tried giving but him that's away. That's fine, but guess what? Now you have two more months of the season to re-improve yourself. He looked good the other day. The first half he played, he, he looked good. Um, if, if he can go up, he can get some screens a couple weeks of him showing us that he can go back to the All-Star version of Simmons, which I think he can now without the distraction around him. Hey, they was in a toxic situation. And I, Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Joe Harris, by the way. Don't be adding Joe Harris like that's somebody we need to talk about. Brett, can you do me a favor? Winners, losers, and is I'm Brett just saying, I'm just saying that Brooke is the major team. Brett, is oh, Brett dude. Simmons the worst max contract in the history of the NBA? And give me your winners and losers. A uh, worst max contract? Um, I would argue that John Wall got a super max after an Achilles injury. So, But he's definitely up there as one of the worst. I think the loser isn't necessarily a playoff team. It's one of the teams that did nothing. To me, a big loser is the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls are about to lose Vooch in free agency. They've already admitted they can't find a contract extension with them. So that, he's probably just going to walk now for nothing. DeMar DeRozan needs a new contract. They'll probably max out a 34-year-old DeMar DeRozan. His decline's probably coming. So his value is probably only going down from here. So you, you could still get something for Zach Levine, but I don't know how many teams want the Zach Levine max. Like, he's a good player, but I question – I say I definitely question how many teams are going to be willing to trade for him. One of my biggest winners, and this is going to kind of sound kind of homerish, I guess, but I think it's Jay Crowder going from a situation in Phoenix where he clearly didn't want to be, where they wanted nothing to do with each other, and then going to another – championship contender in Milwaukee. I think you can count Jay Crowder as one of the biggest winners of the trade deadline for sure. I completely agree with you. 
Um, cool. Biggest winners, biggest losers. I'm ready now. I can breathe again. Um, <laughs> so for me, the winner, and this may sound a little homerish, but just follow me, is um, Thomas Bryant <clears throat> and the Denver Nuggets. And I'll tell you why. He's the perfect fit for what they needed. They needed a guy to come in and be the backup center because you cannot depend on the ghost corpse of DeAndre Jordan to be your backup center. So that was a position of need that needed to be filled. And they got a guy that only had to give up a uh, Reed who is, doesn't play a lot on the team in a couple of third round picks, a uh, second round picks, excuse me. And they got two of those three back with the uh, cleansing of Nashawn Highland from the team who all he want to do is, uh, you know, go out there and shoot and play a bunch of minutes when you don't play defense. So you, you, you took the one of the weaknesses that you had, right. And you went and got a guy who, I mean, he's not an all-star. He's not a starting caliber, but he fits the mold of exactly what you need, a hardworking guy. He'll rebound, he'll get you some points, and he can slide in beside Jokic if you get a situation where you need to play a little bit bigger, and he also could be his primary backup and be an upgrade there. So you took a weakness from the number one team in the West, and you flipped it into now you have a solid guy to play there. So not an all-star pickup, not a guy that you're going to look at and say, oh, man, now, they, they're, now they're an unbeatable team because they got Thomas Bryant. But a need pick, a need field that was there. So that's, for me, the winner, right? And <laughs> when we talk about losers, I think the Charlotte Hornets are losers all season. They, they have not made any type of valid, valuable moves, pickups, anything to take one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst, and at least show the fan base that they want to do something to try to be somewhat better. And you have like, a draft lottery, so it's not like it. you suck the most and you get the number one pick. This isn't the NFL. Cool. I agree with you. Everybody giving a ton of winners. Everybody giving a ton of winners. Hold on, dude. Coach, 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 Mark. Freddie, you can't go every time. Just give me a minute. Uh, everyone gives a bunch of winners and giving tons of winners. Winners, 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 winners. I got all losers, bro. I got losers at this trade deadline. There's loser at top of loser on top of loser. Uh, I won't give them all away because I have like 17 of them. <laughs> coach, coach, tell me your winners and losers for this trade deadline. Well, uh, Brett actually stole my team that I was going to say as losers of Chicago. They haven't, they shouldn't have done. They ain't no way in hell you can tell me you're good enough to stay in pack uh, with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine on the floor. I like Zach Levine's game. Not a big fan of his game too much, but again, uh, he shoots too many jumpers. He shoots too many jumpers to be that athletic be that athletic. DeMar DeRozan just gets the ball. Everybody else just stands around. Uh, you got Patrick Williams who you drafted in a hot, who you drafted in uh, as a lottery pick. He has not really panned out. The Billy Donovan ain't that much of a great head coach. Uh, Vucevic, you can lose him for nothing. They already talked about I was trading him. They weren't giving him a contract extension. Then DeAndre, Andre Drummond just sitting on the bench just to sit on the bench. So other than that, I think they're the biggest losers. They should have done something. And then they were talking about trading Zach Levine uh, with the New York Knicks. So I think the team is up in shambles pretty much. And I don't like the Bulls' chances at all. And a winner for me, I like the Atlanta Hawks. I thought they got better with Sadiq Bay. With Sadiq Bay uh, with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, he shoots over 30, 37% from the three. They also got Garrison Matthews that can shoot the three ball too. They did get a, a rim protector back in Bruno Fernando. So I really like what they uh, really did. 
I really like what they really did. And I think they can potential get to the sixth seed if everything break right in the Eastern Conference. I really like the move of Sadiq Bay. He's an underrated uh, player, three and D player in the league, but he just played for Detroit. That's the problem. He just played for Detroit, so he didn't get that much mention. Uh, Marcus, winners and losers, my friend. I have to rebuttal on cool. You can't, not until we're done. I, uh, I got the Phoenix as a loser. You know, anytime, anytime, you know, the way most your team to go get KD that hasn't really proved anything, you know, in the past five years, you know, I'm going to talk you up as a loser because uh, I don't see Booker staying healthy the rest of the season. I don't see Kevin Durant really staying healthy the rest of the season. And you definitely can't depend on Chris Paul in the playoffs. So they won my uh, – L.A., the Clippers, they're another loser. Uh, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard trading for Eric Gordon. Aaron Gordon, uh, that didn't make no sense to me. Uh, if you want to send John Wall back to Houston, I get it. Uh, all the moves that L.A. made doesn't really benefit their team in a sense. Uh, I'm going give you another loser, which would be my Sixers. Uh, I don't think they did much other than give away Thibault, which I thought was a bad move because uh, you still need a guy like him for the Tatums and the Browns in the West. So we didn't really do nothing special to be like, okay, even though I still pick us to win a championship. And the biggest winners, I'm going to say out of all this, is the Brooklyn Nets because they got rid of uh, Kyrie and Durant. So that's how I look at it. Copy, Freddie, go ahead. Before I get my losers, if you want to rebuttal, cool. It's really not a rebuttal. I just want to give a statement to cool is that um, I hope you know, you, you on different nuggets shorten the of Nikola Jokic because Thomas Bryant want to play some minutes, and I don't see how he's going to get big minutes on a team where you have one of the best big mans down there in Nikola Jokic. Um I look at the Lakers and say, you know what? Do you want minutes? We're going to send you somewhere where you're not going to get 30 minutes a night. Okay, so I got a bunch for y'all. Um, there's one winner I'm going to give, and y'all didn't want to give them, and that's okay. I'm going to do that for you. I'll do the honors for you. Kevin Durant's a winner. He's going to walk into a winning situation, and I think that the fact that the Phoenix Suns did not have to give up any of their <laughs> – I'm sorry. You said Katie's a winner? Yeah, in this situation, he is. The Phoenix Suns did not have to go any start. Can you, uh, you can roll. You you, you won't be making no night. sense anyway. And your internet hey, don't be hey just hey, Gene, just because he just ride a bus don't make you a winner. He chasing winner. That's it, brother. That's all. <laughs> That's fair. I think that Kevin Durant's a winner for going to Phoenix and the situation. You want to talk about losers? Let's talk about losers. The Chicago Bulls are an obvious loser. The Miami Heat are a loser. The Philadelphia 76ers are losers this trade deadlines. When you don't do shit, you're a loser, and especially in, in, in that playoff run. Um, I got more for you. Can y'all do me a favor and tell me to start in point guard for the Los Angeles Clippers? They don't have a point guard. Not one. Not one of them. They point guard is Terrence Mann, basically. Terrence right. Mann and Paul George, that's a point guard. And, and, that, and that's a problem. You have to have somebody that runs – runs the point for you in the NBA. And the biggest loser this trade deadline, and there's no doubt about it, and when I say his name, you're all going to be like, damn, you're right. 
Do y'all remember John Wall being a signing for the Los Angeles Clippers and him wanting to get out of Houston because they didn't want to win? Where did he get traded to? Now, the Clippers and back to the Rockets. He went back to the Rockets. Yeah, they better. Um, they yeah. better. They better. They probably just gonna buy him out. Yo, yeah, yeah. Buy buy him out. But the point of the matter is, John Wall, who was just begging to get away from the Houston Rockets and got traded to the Clippers, <clears throat> is already being disposed because the man is way past his prime, and you'll never see John Wall be the old John Wall ever again. So he's the biggest loser of this trade deadline, in my opinion. Don't forget the, the Atlanta Hawks and John Collins. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think that they're a, a loser because I agree with what Coach said. I think them adding Sadiq Bay is actually a winning move. John Collins needs to be moved, and I agree with you. But if you're asking if the Atlanta Hawks are better today than they were yesterday, I have to say yes, which means in turn they can't be a loser to me. Well, they can be both. They can win on one side and become better, but you're still a loser because a move you've been trying to make for a long time, you still haven't had an opportunity to make. Oh, oh, so and, that's, and another loser, Ben Simmons. Friggin well, that's that's wherever it, that's that's whatever. Like it's like he, he would be perfect to go to the Hornets because that would be just a marriage of losers. So yeah, uh, guys, I actually got I got to jump off. My fault, y'all, but I got some come up. I got to jump off, but I appreciate y'all and Freddie. It's just great to have you, man, because the, the just the off the wall the takes are great sometimes. Like it's just it's it's great TV. <laughs> hey, cool. I was gonna say so. We to find 30 minutes for Thomas Bryant. We have to find 30 minutes, man. Just just don't push him behind seven people when he's been your best hustle player, your best um post player for most of the year, the most consistent. You find a minute so you appreciate the fact that you got it's a guy Anthony that Davis, baby. All I need out of y'all now, real Davis, quick. Baby. Cool, cool, before Woody you plays. go. Cool, before you go, I'm just getting there, everybody. All I need is two teams. Nobody give me any other things besides two teams. Give me your your, your finals prediction post-trade deadline. Cool, I know you got to go. Give it to me. I ain't changed since the beginning of the season. Denver Nuggets and Milwaukee Bucks. Freddie, give me your finals prediction post-trade post trade deadline. Denver Nuggets and the Milwaukee Bucks. Brett, give me your post-trade deadline finals. 2021 rematch, Milwaukee-Phoenix. Coach Dante. I'm going to go – I don't trust Phoenix, so I'm going to go with uh, Denver and I'm going to go with Boston. Marcus Nemec. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Philly and Dallas. <laughs> um, I can't. I can't even be a homer here. I would love to be a homer here. I would not. I would love to pick the 76ers. I picked them before the season started. I can't do it. I'm going Boston Phoenix. Jason Tatum versus KD. I think it'll be a very fun series. Um, I predict the Phoenix Suns will be hosting the trophy at the end of the season. All right. Take care, my friend. And go with Boston and all people. I I respect you more if you said. I can't lie, bro. I I hate respect you more if you said it. I can't can't do it. I can't do Uh, it. Let let me just say this real quick. 
Let me just say this real quick, though, for Freddie and Marcus. You say the Brooklyn was a winner at the deadline. You can't really be a winner when you're trading away a top three player in the league or top five at worst. I do think that they got a fantastic callback for Kevin Durant. I think they made the best out of a bad situation. Like, he wanted to go to Phoenix. They respected his wish, and they got the best haul that they possibly could have out of the Phoenix Suns. So they maintained a good relationship with KD, which in turn is good for their relationship with other players in the league. But I don't think you can call them winners because when you're moving a top five player in the league and you go from contender to second round exit at best, and that's being generous, nah, I'm sorry, you can't you can't be a winner there. Only thing I would say to that is that can we do dark He still he still had three to four years left on his contract. And the fact that he got traded out of there is a problem to me. Uh, outside of that, you can take it how you want it. But if he was such a great top ten, top three player, however, you'll stick with a team that's still damn good, even after you got rid of the so-called top two players. And they still but you can't control good. if the team trades you or not. You can't control. You can't really control that. Not this year. Kevin Durant didn't ask for a trade. That was last year when he actually he asked. asked this year. But you can't no, control it. He, no, he requested a trade. No, he requested no, a trade. No, 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 coach, coach, coach. No, he requested what? a trade there. He requested. No, he requested trade. That was last year. Requested a trade. No, he requested a trade. No, this year. No. When he, okay. Yeah, it was. He he went private. He didn't do it. But he, but he was not, But like again, he after that after and after he, he requested. Right. After he requested, after he requested, did you hear any complaint? No more. When they say they weren't trading him, you didn't hear complaints out of him. All you heard was Kyrie Irving complaining throughout the whole year. All you heard was Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, even though he realized he wasn't going to get traded. I hear, I hear Kyrie complaining. I don't give him that. Coach, listen, no, no, no. No, Coach, this is the guy, Kevin Durant, who when things get hard, he wants to run. Kevin Durant, all I mean, he's, he's, he's the biggest snake in the NBA. Freddie's internet's not even letting him. You want to be a leader. You just let him. You didn't want to stop him. So, you know what? KD suffer. All right. Again, Kyrie Irving, if James Harden give up on the team, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving study complaining, not playing. You really blaming that on Kevin Durant for another person or another person just quitting on the team? You really gonna yeah, blame yeah. that on Kevin yeah, Durant yeah. and a guy yes, and a we, guy that's uh, trying yes, trying to he knew, he knew. You can't blame that on him. You can't blame that on Kyrie Irving because right. of what, you can't blame that on Kevin Durant because of Kyrie Irving. Yes, I can, Coach, all the guys we're not no, that he, deep was play basketball, play basketball. You can't control what another man do. You can't no. control that. He knew who Kyrie and Steph Curry. Coach, he knew what he knew who Kyrie Irving was before he left Steph Curry. Yes, I can. This and I agree with you that he shouldn't have left Golden State. I agree with you on that. He shouldn't have left Golden State. But now you're talking about him. Was out when Kyrie Irving was study complaining, and when he when he was out, when he was out and going to parties and stuff, and when James Harden was quitting on the team, you can't blame that on Kevin Durant. On because we decided to get give up. You're gonna repeat it again, Freddie. We heard it five times, bro. Stop interrupting everybody. Look, Kyrie Irving, coach, you wrong. This is the third time. 
Okay. He didn't quit on Golden State. He played his contract out and signed his free agent deal with Brooklyn. He went there. He won two championships. He didn't quit on Golden State. He played his contract out and got and, and signed his contract with, with Kyrie Irving because they're best friends off the basketball court. Kyrie Irving did not live up to that. Yes, it was a mistake of character to go play with his best friend who didn't want to go play basketball. They got James Harden in there. He quit on the team also. And he didn't want to be there. James Harden didn't want to be there from the start because he wanted to be in Philly. The Rockets just didn't trade him to Philly. His first option, when he came, when he got traded to Philly, the first thing he said, I wanted to be here. I didn't want to be in Brooklyn. That's just saying I never wanted to be in Brooklyn. He never wanted to be in Brooklyn. Cole, not, you're spitting facts, brother. You are spitting not to facts. mention. I'll say not to mention KD is 34 years old. I think he was absolutely in the right to request a trade. You're a 34-year-old superstar. Your championship window at the Nets is shut. A core with Ben Simmons. Um, ask Gene where that gets you. Why would you want to stay? Don't wait. Not playing James Harden. Why would I want to stay? Right. Like, don't waste the rest of your good years in Brooklyn, where you you're not going to win anything. Go make a better future for yourself. Okay, so all I'm saying to that point is he still had, regardless, if he didn't ask for a trade, and technically they didn't have to trade him, he still has three to four years left on his contract. So kudos to Brooklyn for trading him. But as far as the rest of it goes, that's all he did. His own man, he actually been traded in the beginning of the season. And it just so happened that they Kyrie. So Kyrie asked to be going. Now Kevin Durant wants to be going, even though I still think Brooklyn's team, as constructed, fits perfectly for KD. But, hey, if that's what he wanted to do, he got his trade that he wanted, and he went to the team that he wanted, all power to him. All right, well, we got to move on. Um, Freddie did ask for a dark horse final, so I'm going to allow everyone to give two teams that they didn't put in their NBA finals as their dark horse finals. So let's give us a two-team dark horse finals. We'll go reverse order. Coach Dante, start us off. Dark horse finals. Obviously, Dark Horse Finals in the uh, West is uh, the Phoenix Suns, if every, if they're healthy. For me, I got Denver making actual finals. But Dark Horse is actually the Phoenix Suns if they're healthy. Now, in Eastern Conference, I'm going to go with Milwaukee. I'm going to take Milwaukee for Dark Horse for Eastern Conference. I got Boston actually making the finals. I got it. I'll respect it. That's your backup plan. I get it. Brett? All right, I'm going to I'm going to try to think of some good ones. I think your dark horse out of the west to me is pretty easy. I think it's the Pelicans. Healthy, I think they can make a finals run. They got the talent. They just need to stay healthy. Out of the east, I'm going to throw a little curveball in here. Give me the Cleveland Cavaliers. They got scoring, they got size on the interior. They got the only problem with them is they have a weakness at small forward, but you can scheme around that. So I'm going to go with the real dark horse, and I'm going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's a true dark horse finals right there. You went with Cleveland versus New Orleans, bro. If that happens, clip that shit. Give Brett his roses. Marcus, the magic. Give me your dark horse finals. I'm going with the Lakers and New York. You said the Lakers? You said dark horse. That's a dark horse if I've ever heard one. And I'm going with the Knicks, and I'm going with the Knicks. I would, I would listen. The Knicks ain't gonna make it. But the Knicks got a better shot than the Lakers. I, I think we'd you. all love to see the Lakers Knicks finals just to watch that track. I, I do like the Josh Hart move, though. I do like the Josh Hart move. I do Big like it. Freddie, give me your dark horse finals. 
I'm going old school. I'm going Boston, and I'm going Lakers. Robbery, purple and gold against Boston. Just saying. You talk about drama. You talking about ratings. You talking about news. That matchup be right there. Be legendary. My man went with the Lakers. Come on, man. Listen, I'm gonna give you a dark horse finals based off of hey, where they're hey, I believe Bron about to go in a historic run, Gene. All right, we're gonna talk about Brown in a second. Um, I know you can't wait to talk about Brown, so we're gonna talk about him in a second. But um, I'll give you a dark horse. I'll give you the Philadelphia 76ers, and then I'll follow that up with in the Western Conference, the team that won the championship last year. And low key, if this trade goes through and his physical ends up passing, they end up taking him. They got the biggest dog back in Gary Payton three. Um, I'll take the Golden State Warriors. They're still a great roster. That roster is still constructed incredibly. Um, they got depth everywhere. Um, they, you know, we'll see what happens with Gary Payton three, but um, we'll see. Uh, I like, I like the, uh, I like the Golden State Warriors and the 76ers as the dark horse. But uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is the LeBron James scoring record has been broken. It was broken this week. We got to give it credit. We got to give it credit where credit is due. I'm going to take this opportunity without Freddie interrupting me because he's not in the stream right now of absolutely using this moment to trash Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis sat on that bench like a baby, didn't stand up. Listen, as a basketball fan, I tuned in to watch a historic moment happen. NBA player in the league, almost every one of them was congratulating him and talking about it and standing. Every player on the Thunder, every other player on the Lakers was standing up for the moment. His own teammate, his teammate from Clutch Sports, I love you, man. I love you. I just want to let you know I love you. That man was sitting on the bench, sulking, looking like a damn hater as LeBron James broke the greatest record in in the NBA. So LeBron James breaks the record. I think it's an incredible accomplishment. Um, The question I'm going to ask you is, what do you, do you think this scoring record is, so the funny part of this, and the question I'm going to follow up with is, does this put him as your GOAT? Was he already your GOAT? Or has he still not passed your goat? Marcus, what you thinking? Okay, so first of all, the scoring record is probably going to take another 40 to 50 years for it to be broken. And that's assuming they allow high school players to come back into the league, you know, instead of going to college for one year. And secondly, I have the, you know, everybody that's, you know, my age or yours, anybody that's born much in 84 or from the 80s till now, you have the luxury of see, seeing Michael Jordan play and you have the luxury of watching LeBron play. Uh, by me watching Jordan first, Jordan's my GOAT, you know, just the greatest player to me. If you want to say all time, however you want to take that, you know, but for me, and my generation-wise, is Jordan. And then I followed it up with LeBron. Uh, I'm not going by rings. I can care less about that because it's a team sport. You know what I'm saying? And 
Brian to get the 10, you know, and win four is still a good accomplishment. So I'm not going by the rings, but just because I had the luxury of watching Jordan play first, I'm going to stick with Jordan. You know, I'm not taking nothing away from none of their greatness, neither one. They're both absolutely great NBA players. I've been waiting to try to find someone, right? Like, I want to find someone whose opinion changed based off this scoring record. Because I feel like that so many people are stuck in their ways and they don't want to they don't want to change. They don't want to say that their opinion changed or that this person passed this person. Brett, has your opinion changed? Who is the greatest basketball player of all time? When it comes to that, I feel like if you didn't have LeBron as your number one before he broke the scoring record, I really don't think it changes anything. I had Michael Jordan at number one before the scoring right before LeBron broke the scoring record, so I still had him at number one due to the individual dominance and him racking up more accolades than anybody in history in about the span of 15 seasons, 13 since all of them came in the Bulls years. So, no, I, I still have Michael, but LeBron will always be – he's a lock for number two. But if you want to go LeBron at one, I don't have a problem with that. Or even if you want to go 1A, 1B – like, however you want to do it, I don't got a problem with it because they're both all-around phenomenal players. I think LeBron is the greatest all-around player of all time. I just think Jordan's the most dominant. Okay, Coach Dante. Mine's are still Jordan. Mine's are still Jordan. LeBron right behind him at number two. So before Freddie goes, because I kind of know where he's going and this is about to pop off. All right. Uh, I will tell you that it, my opinion's changed, right? My opinion has changed. It's not – I haven't changed who I think the greatest of all time is. I still think that's Michael Jordan. But at this point, with the scoring record, I will entertain someone else saying it be LeBron James. I understand the 1A to 1B. Le- LeBron James has solidified himself in the category of Michael Jordan, which I don't. I didn't think he was in before breaking the scoring record. The argument to me comes from this. If you want to argue longevity, consistency over a long period of time, all-around basketball game, LeBron James is there. But at pure peak, at pure dominance, the last six full seasons, that Michael Jordan played in the NBA for the Chicago Bulls, he won the NBA championship. That's insanity to me. His 10 scoring titles. He was an all-defensive player and on the all-NBA defensive first team six times. Michael Jordan was dominant beyond belief. I think he's still the greatest of all time but I will entertain and understand the argument against it. Now, Freddie, it looks like you have a panel that's 4-0 right now. Did it change your opinion? Who is the greatest basketball player of all time? Listen here, y'all. LeBron James came into the league with a lot of pressure on his back. Um, had a lot of weight on held on his shoulders, had a lot of expectations. 
they called him the chosen one, King James. And if we're being honest, he is over, and I mean over, exceeded expectations. I mean to the point where he's not. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, he's a winner. Um, he's a four-time champion. He's a finals MVP. He's an MVP of this league, NBA Rookie of the Year, um, six-time All-Star, even, even longer than that now. What, was it 20-year All-Star now? Something like that? Hey, I was going to tell you, what are you talking about? 19? Yeah, it's 20-year all-star. All um, you know, I mean, he's dominated ever since he came in the league. I'm just going to tell you this right here. Like, listen, man, you can say whatever you want to say, but the dude, all he do is win. Um, athlete of the year. He's on the 75th anniversary team. He's number four on the all-time assist league. Not just the all-time score on the assist list. Just imagine that we've seen all-time great point guards. All-time great point guards in the league. That's the first thing you said. Huh? The first thing you said. That's the first thing you said that Michael Jordan didn't do. You were reading off list of accomplishments and every other thing that you said, Michael Jordan did well, it and did it more. I, I'm, telling, I'm painting a story. I want you to listen. Um, you know, so I mean, listen. I'm not going into the championship thing because that's a team accomplishment. But we talk about individual accomplishments. Oh, you can look like that all you want, but you know I'm telling the truth. LeBron nah. James is is not only the goat. He's not only the goat. He's a goat that can't be touched because he's on the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. It's something that have not been touched in 40 years. Gene, how old are you? 36. 37. <laughs> he wasn't even born. Mark, how old are you? I'm 38, so he was just touching it. Uh, Kareem was just He wasn't. It. Nobody on this panel was alive to see it. But a kid from Akron, Ohio, a guy that they said can't shoot the ball like Mike, a guy that they said they don't have uh, have a, a, a signature shot like Kareem, a guy that they said they can't ball like Kobe, came in the league that outdid all of those guys. He has to be number one. He's a better teammate than Jordan. He's a better leader than Jordan. He, he's a better passer in the ball than Jordan. He, he's a better rebounder than Jordan. He's a better he's just um only just only two things of michael jordan that you can say that he, he has over lebron only two things he's a he's a better defender and and equal both crimes um jordan you know jordan you can say he, he he's a better scorer but at the end of the day other than that lebron does everything else better than michael jordan he's a better he's a better person off the court than jordan he does it all better than Jordan. And it's time. I don't know what's why people stuck in their mind to think that they that Jordan can't be passed. He passed, and he's and honestly, he was passed on Tuesday. Now I'm just 
I don't know what uh, Marcus was about to say. He froze up. But, um, Freddie, I'll give you a rebuttal to that. So what you're telling me is in the game of basketball, he puts the ball in the basket better and stops the ball from going in the basket better. That's what you're saying Michael Jordan does in the game of basketball? Okay, let me just add on to that, right? So he's a better scorer. He's a better defender. He also uh, blocked more shots. That was accurate. He also won more championships in less years. And if you want to give me the championships or a team accomplishment, it's a team accomplishment. That's what LeBron losers say when LeBron James can't stuck into a corner. They're stuck into a corner. Because I didn't, I didn't know Mike Jordan was all only one player in the championships. So let me ask you a question. Do you have Bill Russell as a top 10 player of all time? Be careful how you answer yes. that. Why? Tell me why. Without saying that he won the most championships. Because in reality, he averaged 17 points he a dominated. game. Did he dominate? Bro. Or did his team dominate? Was it a team accomplishment? <clears throat> because Bill Russell averaged 17 that, points a game. Time, at that time, he dominated. Will Chamberlain so, abused that man. So with uh, Bill Russell, you can say he dominated on the defensive side. Your biggest uh, indicator of that is before he came into the league, that Celtics team was the worst defense in the league. After he came into the league, they had five of the greatest 25 defensive seasons ever. In the season that Will scored 51 against uh, Chamberlain, I mean, against Russell, he only scored, you know, he scored 37, which, you know, it's still a lot of points, but he's he definitely made an impact. And when uh, Will, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, and then when Will was scoring, I'd say when uh, Will was scoring 51 points a game, that team was uh, two points only, two points ahead of the league on offense. So Bill Russell didn't really need to do that much besides slow down Will Chamberlain in order to help lead to wins. I agree. He wasn't the best uh, offensive weapon on that team, but uh, I would definitely say he, he's up there just based on his all-time great impact on defense. See how that works? See how defense matters? Defense matters in the NBA. And um, Michael Jordan was better at stopping the basketball from going in the hoop. And he was better at putting the basketball in the hoop, which are the two biggest fundamentals of playing team basketball. Coach, any rebuttal to Freddie's long tirade? And also, again, um, in LeBron James' era, you have uh, guys that are great players and won championships. In Michael Jordan era, how many guys that failed to win a championship because of him? Charles Barkley failed to win a championship because of him. Reggie Miller failed because of Michael Jordan. Kim Elijah one could have been on that list. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan, if Gary Payton didn't go to the Miami Heat and win a championship late in his career, he would have that that would have been on the list. Carl Malone and John Stockton, you know, the greatest point guard forward, you know, two times he stopped them from two times. I don't want to hear that they were old. They won sixty-seven games back to back, and now we want to use the narrative they were old. They were old all of a sudden. Uh, people forgot that Clyde Drexler was the second best shooting guard in the era, but why is he overlooked because of? Michael Jordan, that was a very solid Blazers team that made the NBA Finals with Terry Porter, Terry Porter, Duckworth. They were all really good. They were all really good. So at the end of the day, Michael Jordan had it really tough. Uh, he was the first player to get a rule out to him, a Jordan rule, after, right after him. And he had to build up his body just to take that punishment. 
going in the paint. It was no three seconds. It was no illegal defensive three seconds. Uh, hand checking was definitely allowed. And I say that the narrative is I hate when people use them. Yes, Michael Jordan needed Pippen. Michael, they both needed each other. But also, let's not like I don't like using this. I don't like using it because I think LeBron is great. That's not like LeBron didn't need two of the top five players at their own position, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, just to win a championship. Let's not act like he didn't need Anthony Davis, who he asked for and they got to win a championship. Let's not act like he didn't have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, who he asked for to win a championship. Um, Michael Jordan had, you know, uh, Dennis Rodman, one of the greatest defenders of all time, Scottie Pippen, and the rest of them would just fit in players, role players that fit around perfectly. So at the end of the day, when you add all that up, man, like I say, I, Michael Jordan stopped legends from winning championships. And people in this era was able to win a championship with Le, against LeBron James and with LeBron James in this era. None of the greats that I've won. You're, you're talking about team. Coach, you're talking about teams. Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls stopped him. You're talking about teams. So I'm not, I don't want to hear nothing about no team. It's a team accomplishment. I don't want to hear, brother. I don't. Um, championship is a team thing, it's not individual. Um, but when we talking about we, we, we hey, we I've seen same thing with LeBron, not individual. Same thing team. with LeBron, not individual. Same thing with LeBron. You're right. Goes- You're right. Don't call him. You're, right. You're right. Yeah, I've seen LeBron as your team come make make teams build super teams. Let's not forget what Michael Jordan was doing before Scotty. He was getting wrecked, getting beat in the the first round and swept. Not great he, teams, oh, though. Not great he was teams. so bad. He was complaining. By great defensive teams. By great yeah. defensive it, teams, it, though. Let's not forget. He's not even meekly challenged like LeBron. Look, take Tom NBA because he wasn't meekly challenged like LeBron. Yes, he was. He was that Celtics team that he played against. They were all time great defense. That was all time great defense. Detroit was all time great. Every team that he played against, yet the Seattle Supersonics, that team, the Seattle, the team that he had to go against that won six or seven games with Gary Payton, they was the second best defensive rating in the league. You know who was the first? Chicago Bulls. They were on their seventy-two and nine season at that point. So he played against nothing but great defense. They ran ran that man out the league to play baseball. He has sixty-three. Ran him out the league to play baseball. That is the most obnoxious, stupid comment. I've he ever left the league. He didn't run out of the league. He, he won three straight championships and got bored he of did. playing basketball and dominated. He left the league. Actually, he left the league. Came he back. He came back and won three more straight championships. You were out of your mind. You know how many the games Chicago Bulls did. Do you know the how many Chicago games Chicago Bulls did? Stop putting it as a team sport. Who's the greatest quarterback of all time, Freddie? <laughs> Why? Why? Who's the greatest quarterback of all time, Freddie? <laughs> why? And, dude, what? Why, why do we like act like? Why do we act like it's only not matter when Freddie is trying to make an argument? Why should it not matter for players when Freddie's trying to make a damn argument? Championship don't matter at all. It, it so, don't, okay, it don't matter at all. all time, That's Freddy. a team accomplishment. Greatest quarterback of all time, Freddie. So, no. So, this the argument of, uh, well, what did you do before Scott? I mean, there's a lot of great quarterbacks out there. Who's the, the greatest quarterback of, what, of all time, Freddie? I see the argument of what did Jordan do before Maybe Pippen do is kind of wild. Is it's just wild? Like the '85 Celtics with Bird, Parrish, McHale, Dennis Johnson was an underrated point guard of the '80s. 
Of course, you're going to get dog walked by that team. You if you to go, take care of me. If you to go, take care of me. Turns out you need a team to win a title. I agree. If you to an extent. If you to go, take care of the medium, Brett. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He did. Six hey, times. All I'm saying is the, Jordan isn't even mentally. All I'm saying is Jordan's not even mentally tough like 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 LeBron. LeBron didn't run to go play. Here's the take on uh, like that I've always had. It is partially it is it is it is a team accomplishment. A full team wins it, but you can easily make it an individual accomplishment by talking about what said player did in those six. In those finals, what did Michael Jordan do in those finals? Six-time finals MVP. He dominated every series he was in. That's so, yes, it, it is a full-team accomplishment. I That's agree fine. with that part. But at the same time, you can't argue – like, you can use rings because in all six finals, it was MJ's team. He was the alpha, and that's proven by them finals MVPs. No, Staff and athletes and back that needed. up. He needed one of the best defensive players ever. He also Michael Jordan. All time Michael Jordan has and it's, the competition. Do Michael Jordan has non defensive Competition all do matter. Teams. You That's played against uh, Larry Bird, you had a bad back. You played against a, and, a and Laker team with Wade's Ultra and Bosch. What's your point? <laughs> Freddie. Freddie. Scotty Pippen. Freddie. Scotty Pippen had a bad back in Game Six. Scotty Pippen had a bad back all through the. Uh, all through the Utah series, Michael Jordan played through a flu, played through a flu in Game Five, and was able to close it out. And Scottie Pippen played throughout throughout the whole series with a bad back and wasn't that much of effective. Yo, and Michael Jordan took over. Disrespectful person. It wasn't I've the ever heard talk about Michael Jordan. In my life. That's the biggest disrespect. There was like, not. We all team. sat. We all sat here and said LeBron James is hundred percent in that goat status. He's top two, and all Freddie has done is discredit Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan has never seen a Game 7 in the finals. He's absolutely dominated every team he's played. He's seen one Game 7 in the you entire, in his entire, okay, his entire right playoff now. career. He has only seen one Game 7 in his entire playoff career, and that was versus Reggie Miller and the NBA. In the Pacers. Uh, Michael Jordan dominated the NBA like it's never been dominated before, Freddie. And if you want to make up all these made, made put-together stats, he was ran out of the league. The Let last me. six – seasons he played a full season for the chicago bulls he won a title lebron james ran ran to miami to play with wade and bosh and still didn't win versus versus the dallas mavericks he choked and then after he choked versus the dallas mavericks he went against a young thunder team and got his first championship and then followed it up with his second championship with the most biggest bailout three-pointer after he missed the game-tying three-pointer, after he missed the shot down the stretch, Chris Bosh got the, a ridiculous rebound, and Ray Allen made the biggest bailout three-pointer in the history of the NBA. Because when the game was on the line, Michael hit the Just shot. Just like Steve Curry did to save Jordan, right? Just like Steve Curry did to save Jordan, correct? He made the right play, though. Like he made Steve the right Curry play because he actually Jordan. got doubled. He got doubled on that play. He got doubled on that play, and Steve Kerr was happy to be wild. Like he made, what Jordan, made the right Kerr play. Saved Jordan, correct? Right? Nah, he right. didn't say Jordan. I believe Jordan made the right play. Do you know what the Steve score Kerr was in Jordan? that game? Freddie, do you know what the score was in that game? Gee, just like how Steve Kerr saved Jordan, correct? He didn't like save how he bailed him. him out, correct? He didn't bail him out. Do you know what the score was in that game, Freddie? 
That was a game winner. That wasn't a game tire. Game was tied. He wouldn't have lost if, he, if the shot didn't go down. If the shot, they lose. I would, nope. I, I would, let, let me add this, too. What did Jordan do before? Yeah, Pippen yeah. only won the MVP and DPOI in the same year. Dropped 63 on the Celtics that's in the true. Garden. That's true, but he was getting there, swept in the Garden. The 63 was with a broken foot. At that, he had a broken foot at that time. But hold on, hold on. I need, to, I need, hold on. I need to show Jordan some love because Gene said I'm a Jordan head. Let me give him love. I'm gonna give y'all my top five. Um, I'm gonna, let me, he at least makes the top 10 of my list. Um, LeBron's number one, Kobe's number two, Kareem's number three, Magic's number four, and, and, and MJ's number five. He's at least my top five. I mean, how much love can I show a guy? I'm just being honest. So, so Freddie is on a show. And his top four players all play for the Lakers, and there's no bias. So he has he is a hundred percent a credible, a credible person. Can I ask you a question real quick, Freddie? How old are you? Twenty five. Twenty five years old. So what that means is twenty five years ago was nineteen ninety eight. You were just a thought in the mind of your mama when Michael Jordan was dominating the NBA. You like the Dallas Cowboys, man. You like literally like the Dallas Cowboys. You ain't seen shit. I watch it. It's all on YouTube. You did not watch I, any. That's season. why they got YouTube, Gene. I, I, I watched it. I watched it. Uh, what, hey, we being honest, Kareem, Kareem Abdul Jabbar can go down as the GOAT. He is. A, he just just about an accomplishment as MJ do. Now, By the way, honest, Kobe you want to talk, talk about embarrassment? You just gave your greatest players of all time. You said LeBron, Kobe, uh, Magic. Who and then who'd you say? I didn't say Magic. You said Magic. You said LeBron, Kobe. You split Magic four. Who'd no, you have three? I didn't say Magic. Yes, you did say Magic. No, I didn't. Hey, I heard. I thought I, I heard Magic LeBron. too. No, I did not say Magic. I said LeBron. I said Kobe, Kareem, Jordan. Then I said magic at number five. No, you said magic was four and Michael was five. We all heard you, man. Stop lying to yourself. Um, guys, watch the show, bro. Nobody watch the show. And you'll be and you'll all prove Freddie wrong as he is. Um, I just wanted to take we got 10 minutes left. We gotta move on. We got the celebrity all uh game rosters. I'm gonna read them out to you, and I will tell you this: I want to give the NBA credit. Where credit is due. Last year's All-Star game in Cleveland, it was one of the worst celebrity games they've ever put on. There were celebrities that were not celebrities. The biggest highlight athlete in the entire game was Miles Garrett. And then no. the biggest name in the game was Machine Gun Kelly. Are you out of your freaking mind? Listen to this all-star, star-studded lineup. Team Wade, Nikki Jam, Latin Global Music Artist, okay. Jesser, Content Creator, okay. Simi Lou, Actor, okay. Let's get into the fun ones. DK Metcalf, NFL Player. Janelle Monet, Arik Okumbawale from the WNBA. 21 Savage. That's just on Team Wade. Let's go to Team Ryan. Team Ryan has Corday, 
Diamond DeShields, Calvin Johnson, Marcus Minion, The Miz, Albert Pujols. I mean, Ozuna. I I gotta get I gotta give the NBA credit. I just named you ten people that were more appealing to me to watch. I get to watch Calvin Johnson versus DK Metcalf in the post. Are y'all not excited about that? I'm excited because I'm seeing my Dallas Wings guard Arike Gumawale going out there and ball a ball. She's gonna play against Diamond the Shields. Hey, Diamond the Shields, just we, we just got up too. We just got up too. That's gonna that's a, gonna be a great backcourt town. But DK Metcalf is gonna be fun to watch him and Calvin Johnson definitely. I just think that the NBA did a much better no, I job. Agree. I just... Yeah, Freddie. No, I agree. We get to see DK uh, run down the sideline, see if he can um, use that wide um, receiver skill, hey, see if they can throw him some full full court passes down down there, and see if you know like down down full court passes makes them easy shots. Um, I mean, hey, it's all about laughs and giggles. Um, and hey, like I said, we got a little WNBA flavor in there. Expect them to dominate the game, so it's going to be interesting. Kane Brown's also in the game too. I can't. This is a very good celebrity game. They've got much better than what they did last year. The NBA heard us, and they they answered. Brad, what do you think about this celebrity game? It's definitely improvement from last year, that's for sure. Now let's see if they can do do my favorite goal. Let's see if they can fix the dunk contest and get some more better names than that. But as, as for the celebrity game, I, I have no complaints. I'm really looking forward to seeing DK and Megatron match up. I will tell you this. Um, the dunk contest will never be the same because what they're doing now is they're getting good dunkers instead of getting NBA stars. And I think that I think I could speak for everybody when I say this. I would much rather watch an NBA star put down an, a, a great dunk than watch a, a guy that I've barely ever heard of put down a dunk. Uh Shaden Sharp, KJ Martin, Mac McClung, Jericho Sims. That's your dunk contest. Any all-star teams between the four of them? I just, I want to see Jordan versus Dominique. I want to see Vince Sanity. Hell, give me Aaron Gordon versus friggin' Dwight Howard. At least they were people that played in the league that were all-stars. Give me Andre Iguodala. Yeah, I'll take Steve Francis. Steve Francis was good in the dunk contest. I'll take him. It's just embarrassing what the NBA dunk contest has come to. The skills competition and the three-point contest. We need to see Zion. Oh, you won't see Zion because Zion don't play on the basketball game. I, I he, that, that, man's, that man's worse than Chase Claypool. You could never find him on the court. That's the new finding Nemo, Coach Dante. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. I was so excited to watch Zion play basketball this year and he started the season off so good. He got an all-star selection because of it. It's an absolute joke. It's a travesty to the NBA that a man's name gets him an all-star start. Zion Williamson is starting an all-star game before John Morant in that same draft when John Morant has done nothing but dominate the league and play every game. And Zion Williamson has been done nothing but sit on the side of the NBA court. 
It's a joke. Well, we'll obviously get more time to talk about the NBA All-Star game next week. We'll get a little bit more because All-Star weekend begins. We'll also get a little bit more to talk about with the three-point contest. Um, any final thoughts, gentlemen, on top of the key? Uh, we've we've really went over a lot of stuff. We had some heated, spirited debates. Uh, any final any final comments? Freddie, I'll start with the, the king of Sports Empire Network himself, who's constantly battling his internet. Yeah, this sucks. Um, ladies and gentlemen, just stay tuned, man, because I have a feeling these next couple months we're going to be one of the best basketball season down the stretch that we've seen in a while, um, especially in the West because we've seen it be so tight all year long. Um, we're going to see a lot of great basketball, even on the, on the East side as well, because like Brad said, Jay Crowder addition of Milwaukee is going to be huge. Um, and we're going to see, you know, who really wants it now that we expect Brooklyn to go down. We might see a three, three, three-headed fight, Sixers, Bucks, and um, Boston. It's going to be great. And the top of the key podcast every Friday, eight PM Central. Um, it's going to definitely be giving you guys the coverage of what's going on. So stay tuned. Uh, Brett, tell them where we can find you. I appreciate. It. Listen, Brett, I'm gonna tell you something right now. I'm so glad you got a mic. Um, I love getting you on a podcast. I know you had a little bit of internet trouble earlier, but there's not, there's very few people that can drop basketball knowledge like you, man. Drop, tell them, tell them where they can find you and how to reach out to you. Oh, I definitely appreciate that, Gene. Thank you. You can find me on uh, Facebook at Brett Gardapi or at Twitter at Brett Gardapi. Otherwise, I do have a podcast on Spotify and Anchor. I've been taking a little break trying to rebrand and do a little bit, but I plan on uh, start recording again next week. That's uh, Gardy3, G-A-R-D-I-3. And you can also uh, message it on uh, – it does have a Facebook page as well if you have any uh, topic ideas or just want to have a continue the conversation. And the, and last but not least, Coach Dante. I, I never, ever want to – I always like to end – it's like a grand finale. My man is on every night, every week. He's on a show somewhere all the time. He's doing play-by-plays. He's doing shows, 7,200 seconds if you haven't checked it out. It's one of the best shows on Sports Empire Network. Coach Dante, tell him where we can find you because uh, I know there's a million spots. Hey, man, like I say, man, y'all can find me right here on the Empire Sports Network. Uh, network, man, y'all can find me Friday nights on Jonathan Channel. Y'all gonna be able to find me here, uh, like I say, on the Empire Sports Network, play by play guy. Uh, find me on my YouTube channel as well. Just shout out to Freddie Jean and Brett, the whole team, you know, just give me an opportunity, uh, do, do streams on the platform and you know, just be on the show, man, anytime I get can. Yeah, like Freddie said, it's gonna be interesting in the basketball season and the end of the basketball street season. Who wants it? Who's gonna want it? It's going to be some great first-round matchups, especially in the East, especially in the East, uh, that Miami getting their foot together. That can be a dangerous uh, first-round matchup for anybody they uh, go up against. But we got more content coming for you guys, and I appreciate y'all for having me on. Uh, well, I, uh, I'm i Wire to Wire Gene, Wednesday nights, Wire to Wire, Friday nights, Top of the Key, Monday night, Cheap Seats Podcast, all on Sports Empire Network. Pre-game and pigskin Thursday night. We wrapping up after the Super Bowl. Uh, and the Sunday morning drive with my man Chase from the Sports Empire Network. 
Um, for Gene, Freddie, Garda, three, and Coach Dante. See, I feel like Brett should trademark that. Garda, three. Um, this is the Sports Empire Network. This is Top of the Key. Thank you for tuning in. We signing out. Yeah.